Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk about usage rights and why it's really important to be compensated for all forms of usage rights and also why when you take your personal brand seriously how this changes things a little bit when it comes to usage rights so broadly speaking I want to re-emphasize broadly speaking in the influencer industry as a whole Usage rights are defined as the time period, a specific time period for which the brand is allowed to use your content. And you have two forms of usage rights, again, very broadly defined. Um, Organic usage rights, which are allowing the brand to repost your content on their social media platforms, um, but they're not allowed to take it anywhere else. And again, that is also for a set period of time. And then paid usage is everything else. So not only does that include ads, but it also includes billboards, marketing collateral, packaging, in-store displays, um, storefront displays, um, any forms of visual merchandising, really, uh, posters, flyers, like I said, packaging, other types of marketing collateral like that, as well as digital marketing collateral. So if that's putting some sort of banner within an app or a website or email marketing, SMS marketing, um, any anything, you know, anything like that. Before I continue on how personal branding impacts organic and usage rights, Um, organic and paid usage rights or all usage rights in general, I want to clarify how it is that you can track usage rights and that time period, as well as like the concept of perpetuity, both of which are very important for you to know. So in terms of usage rights tracking, you need to be tracking all of it. And I'm going to say right away that it is way easier to track any form of digital rights than it is real world rights. So when it comes to packaging and 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 billboards and things like that, like print marketing collateral, things like that, it's way harder to track. Is there a greater opportunity for a brand to take advantage of, of your licensing period there? Yeah. If you've built a really strong community, your community might tell you, <laughs> hey, saw this out of you. And then you're like, hold on, I thought we, I thought the usage had expired there, you know? So those things are a little harder to track. And normally, you know, if the brand is professional and credible, they will take the time to make it very clear to you on when those things are expiring. Because also on their side, like they don't want to be putting in a ton of ad dollars behind something just to keep it up. 
right? Especially when it's like a billboard or in-store display or packaging. Like those those changes are very in are very expensive to make and so and and to keep and to maintain. So for them, it is cheaper to just like be respectful of the license. So I'm going to put that out there. But when it comes to tracking organic usage and like paid social media usage, those are what you traditionally know as whitelisting or creator licensing um, like ads, you should have a tracker on. Determine what the live date is. Whether the live date is, if it's for organic, is the live date uh, the day you post the content or the day the brand posts the content? Sometimes brands think that their usage starts from the day you post their content. Um, I think that's weird. I think it's better if it's the day that they post because like they're licensing the content. You know what I mean? Not you. So determine when it is that they are posting this content on their pages and count however long the usage period is. So it's three mo- if it's three months, then count from today, three months from today and put that as the end. That's when the usage period expires. This is specifically for organic. And then when the usage period expires, or if shortly before, if the expiration falls on a weekend, then you touch base with the brand and just say, hey, coming up is our expiration of our usage term. Would you be open to renewing to accomplish some of your marketing objectives and KPIs? And then they would tell you, yeah, we'd like to renew, for which then you would bill them for the same term or whatever term they have specified, whether it's another three months or just 30 days or whatever. Or they may say, no, we're not interested in renewing. Like, thanks so much. We'll be in touch if we are. And then you don't bill them. However, the problem is, is that if the brand has not told you explicitly that they're interested in renewing the license, after the license expires, if you continue to see them sharing this content um, anew, meaning if they post, let's say your usage period, organic usage period expired today, and tomorrow they posted your reel or your TikTok again, and then they reshared it to stories, we have an issue because they shouldn't be doing that. They can keep the content that they have posted during the time of um, your usage period. You can't tell them to go remove that because that was posted during the period when the usage rights were active. However, when the usage rights are inactive, they shouldn't be, you know, creating new posts with your content. So that's that's a problem. And you shouldn't even ask them like anything, you know, don't if you see that, don't be like, hey, would you be open to pay? No, 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 no. You just clock them with an invoice and you move the fuck on. <laughs> when it comes to paid usage, tracking is very similar, except now you're tracking when is it that the ad is going live and, you know, counting, let's say, again, the usage is three months then you would count three months from today and that is the day that your ad should no longer, that is the last day that they can they can put ad dollars behind your content. And once again, if you do see after the usage had expired that an ad with your content is still circulating, then we have you know another issue. They need to be clocked with another invoice. And before the expiration of the paid usage period, you do need to ask them if they're interested in renewing. Um, And that's kind of when you get verbal confirmation if they are and they aren't. Um, So that's how that works. Perpetuity is, oh, oh, perpetuity. Perpetuity, 
when a brand is like, oh, we'd like to, you know, use your content in perpetuity, they are referring to what we in the creative industry and, and, and the also an intellectual property, but I'm not a lawyer. So, um, in the, the creative world, we call this ownership rights. So perpetuity means that the brand can, if you agree to usage rights in perpetuity, it means that they can use your content forever and ever and ever until after the day that you die. <laughs> and ownership rights is exactly the same. Ownership rights is you telling them, okay, I'm transferring my ownership rights as the creator to you as the brand. So now you, and ownership rights are expensive as shit. So like perpetuity, therefore, should also be really expensive. Here's where perpetuity is a problem. One, um, they shouldn't have the right to use your content forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever because what if there's a scandal? Um, now you're the face of it, okay? What if there's, what if they get sued? Like that might also affect you. Um, and also... If you're working with a photographer or videographer, you can't just sign off to perpetuity. You can't just transfer ownership rights without talking to them too, because they also own the content. So perpetuity is a whole scam. So no and never. Always say that you are not interested in perpetuity and rather negotiate a term for a specific, you know, specific set of dates. So perpetuity is the, is the scam of all scams. But speaking of perpetuity and usage rights in general, when you have a strong personal brand, the game changes a little bit. Or when you are building a personal brand, when you are prioritizing a personal brand. Um, and I know that those words make your ears bleed, but I, <laughs> I think that if you want to be an influencer or person of influence, you want to remain in this game for a while, you want to build a profitable business out of it. You are thinking about things like having a clothing line and being a speaker and having a podcast and writing your book. Those are all things that are like long game things. And also all of those things need customers and viewers and readers and people, you know, buying those things, right? <laughs> That's how they continue to become successful and they continue to, you know, develop further and, and whatnot. So, if you are building a personal brand and you're prioritizing a personal brand, usage rights become a whole different ballgame because now not only are brands using your content, they're also using your likeness and they're also using your reputation and they are also licensing um, the opportunity to associate with you. It's just like friendships and like romantic partnerships. You're not just friends with everybody. You don't date everybody. You're selective in who you date and you're selective in who your friends are. That's what personal branding allows you to do. When you become aware of how I'm perceived, how I want to be perceived, who I'm serving and what value I'm giving them, you become selective. The pool of brands to work with, the pool of opportunities narrows. It should. Okay. Because you're trying to own a niche and you're trying to create a profitable business out of your passions and the things that you care about, the things you have expertise in, skills in, and knowledge in, and yada, yada, right? So now the barrier to access you is greater for a brand or for, you know, 
any type of press. You're being very selective with all of that stuff. And so you have to think about, okay, if I associate with this brand, what does that say about me? Does that lower my credibility? Does it raise my credibility? Does it confirm my credibility? Um, does it feel like a cash grab or does it feel organic? Um, how, what kind of reputation does this brand have? Have they been known to marginalize people? And that is something that I care about and I do not want to associate with that. Or have they been, you know, in recent scandals? Who are the people that own this brand or work for this brand? What kind of, you know, like you're starting to think about deeper things because you're thinking about association now. You're not just thinking about, oh, cool, now I get to create content for some of my favorite brands and pocket that money. You're starting to think about how does this affect the people that I am sharing this to? How does this affect my community? How does this then therefore affect my reputation? Um, and so you're not, you know, you go beyond just thinking about working with some of your favorite brands. You start researching the brands that you want to work with and think about what does their previous advertising look like? What are some of the other creators that they've worked with? What are their beliefs? What are their values? You start creating brand partnerships the same way that traditional businesses create brand partnerships. It's all very strategic. It's very intentional. Um, and you know, that's the whole goal is, is you built a community with intention and you want to ensure that that intention doesn't get tarnished or, you know, confused or it gets ruined. You don't want to be looking like somebody who's just taking money from anywhere and everywhere. You want to be very selective with the brands that you work with, the podcasts that you go on, the press that you're interviewed by, the awards that you receive, the events that you attend, it all becomes a lot more selective. So usage for creators that are prioritizing a strong personal brand and building that charge they, is, is higher. They charge more for usage because they're not only licensing their content, they're licensing their personal brand, especially if you are now the star of a campaign somewhere. If you want to be in a magazine if you want to, you know, be in a video campaign for a brand, if you want to partner up with TikTok during Black History Month as one of their Black creators and, like, essentially now be associated with TikTok, um, it, like, how do you, that, that is a lot more of a serious decision when you are prioritizing a personal brand because you're associating your likeness and your reputation with another company. And so um, you do have to consider the usage rights behind that being more of an investment for the brands that wanna work with you and repurpose that content and ultimately your reputation and your likeness with it, um, it becomes a, a higher investment. So that's how when you see creators like you know, Kim Kardashian doing this silly little giveaways or really any type of, of macro creators, any of your like Love Island stars that are partnering up with Pretty Little Thing or um, like a larger creator like Tezza partnering up with Revolve. She is, and, and any of those other creators, she's probably charging a ton of money. You know, these, the prices raise to like 50,000, 100,000, 500,000, a million for these investments because the influence is so much greater there. And because the creator working with those brands has a lot more to lose in terms of their influence and the longevity of their career. So take into account, what is your goal? Do you wanna do this for now? Or do you wanna do this forever? 
And that will change the way that you charge for, for usage rights and the strategies that you take when working with brands. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.